Hey everybody, and welcome to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he is Steve, and the Force is with us always. In episode 275 today, June 10th, 2022, we're going to be getting kind of into the howdy duty time before going into our topic of the day, which is... The Star Wars Celebration 2022 Reactions. And before we do that, though, make sure you force push that subscribe button. Maybe blast that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. It drops once a week, every week. Steve, I am so glad it is, in fact... The weekend, good sir. Would you Man. agree? Yes. This uh, th- this was a kind of a slow week, but a kind of a fast week too. Mm. I don't know how that happens, but um, not a whole lot. I tried to make a lot to happen at work. Let's put it that way. Um, and then the time went by quick, but not a whole lot happened. I don't know. But yes, I am very glad it is the weekend. Oh, good, Steve. Get a little extra sleep. It's been great, Russ. That was good. That's I mean, been great. I, I am uh, very relieved it is the, the weekend itself. It's been a, uh insanely busy week for myself, uh, yes. but the goals have been met. Ah. Milestones have been accomplished. Congrats. And so, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to being able to get a little R&R over the weekend, uh, return to some uh, some playing and some proper watching. Speaking of which, what have you been playing and watching? I assume it's been nothing but Elden Man, Ring goodness I lately, Steve. Am playing every chance I get, which is actually not that much in the last couple of weeks. And my oh, mother really? is still in town, and uh, we're trying to show her the best time we can while she's here. We don't know when next time she's going to be visiting. So, are you uh, are you playing predominantly at nighttime? Y- yes, late at night <laughs> after everyone's gone to bed, and I'm like, I should go to bed too. <gasps> But I can't. How late were you talking about, Stu? Well, typically it's like one, maybe two in mm. the morning, and then I got to get up at 7.30. <laughs> yeah, I'm at my best right now. <laughs> okay, let's start the day. Just like hook up a coffee vein, like straight from the machine. There you like go. Right? I mean, like, ah, oh, yeah, I feel the <laughs> nectar of that caffeine just go right into my bloodstream. Triple espresso. Oh, man. So, man, I remember... There was this coffee shop. Forgot the name of the coffee shop. I just remember the name of the coffee. Mm. And there was a time when I was helping a friend out who had had to like run his kid to the hospital, some ER thing. He's like, hey, watch my dogs. I'm like, okay, cool. I got nothing to do, apparently. And so I go spend the night at his house and his dogs are barking at me the whole night. I didn't get a wink of sleep. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, I have to work the next day. I didn't think it would be like this. I have this mental image of you, like, laying there in bed with our eyes just staring at the ceiling and literally having a dog on either side (laughs) just (laughs) for eight hours. Uh, It's almost like that. (laughs) And so, like, I I knew he had told me about this coffee shop on the way to work, and I forgot what the name was, but I knew that the the coffee that I wanted was called a Black Widow. That's all I knew it was called, and it was six shots in, like, a... Oh, wow. I'm like, man... And I walk in there and they go, hi, how can we help you? I'm like, I need a Black Widow. Which town is this in? Santa Rosa. Oh, California. Santa Rosa. And so I got that. I drank the whole thing. Did like everybody like stop drinking in in the the coffee shop when you're like, when you said, give me a Black Widow, they all went. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Oh, he's, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I went to work. I drank the whole thing. And from like my eyes up, I was still asleep. But, but from like my eyes down, I'm like wired. And yeah. I'm like going to bed. How can I help you? How can I help you? And I'm like just... I had a ton of, it was like cocaine or something. Like, yeah. I was like, wired. And then by the end of the day, I just crashed. I bet. I mean, I crashed and then crashed again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> curious. Yes. I find that when I have a particularly strong cup of Joe. Yes. That I would say maybe 30 minutes to an hour later, I feel like really hungry or like I get kind of like the, the hunger uh, shakes. Munchy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like you're that, just kind of yeah. like, uh, I need to eat something. I need something substantial. Do you yeah. get that way too? Not so much. Um, usually on the weekdays anyway, I'm just, I just don't even have a breakfast. I just drink my coffee and that's it. Do you drink uh, just straight black coffee or do you put like cream and sugar in there? No, no sugar. Just um, heavy whipping cream. Put a little dollop. Mm. Yep. That's it. See, I wonder extra if calories hold me off. I put like a little, like one packet of Splenda in my coffee. Yeah. And that's not even like real sugar. It's like fake sugar. But like, yeah. I wonder if it triggers my body into thinking it's sugar. And so then all of a sudden, I don't know, yeah. go into like, I don't know, the sugar shakes. <laughs> I'm sweet enough as it is, Russ. I don't need any extra sugar. Very nice. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Going back. <laughs> Back to basics again. Back to Elden Ring, Steve. Right. So, uh, picked up where I left off. Um, Give us uh, an overview of where you are in Elden Ring. What level are you? Where Where the heck are you? Uh, what level am I? I don't mean, Russ, I don't even pay attention to the number anymore. All I do is go increase some stats and go, can I move forward now? It's mm. not about the overall level. It's about, am I strong enough to survive? Right. Um, I must say your armor is looking handsome, by the way. Thank you, Russ. I, I, uh, I look ridiculous currently. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I, I have a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point where nothing matches. Oh, I have uh, my helmet does not match my cloak, <laughs> which doesn't match my gauntlets, which doesn't match my boots. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a walking disaster. Like but. right now I look like a member of the 300. But worse. <laughs> but worse. <laughs> I don't have a six pack yeah. on display. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys with um, a beer gut and yeah. sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a fork. Yeah, I'm going to stab you. Yeah. Um, take that. Yeah, really. So, and yeah, I got, so I did pick up some more armor, but it's way too heavy. And it's funny, like when you, when you stack your stuff up so much, you don't, you can't even roll. Really? You can't roll. It's almost like oh, because of the weight. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. Um, yeah, if you look on the on the on kind of the lower right hand corner of your of your stats, uh, based on what you have equipped, and I guess it also has to do with um, what your your stats are in terms of strength and I don't even endurance maybe, but um, yeah, it goes from like being like a light load down to like a heavy load. Right. And um, and I've noticed at least for my character, I try and keep him around like medium load. Because once I get into heavy, I mean, you, even the way he rolls, it feels heavy. Yeah, yeah the controller shakes and stuff. So um, I have some more armor, but I just can't wear it yet because there's almost no point. I'm just lugging myself around and everything's slower and sluggish. So, um, but anyhow, I'm in the northernmost region of the map. Okay. What is it called? Uh, that's a great question, Russ. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Santa's Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> The North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Antarctica. That's where I am. 
Anyway, so Santa's little helpers <laughs> are uh, a little tough. Yeah, these days. little dangerous. Hardy they is what I would categorize them. Made as. some sharp toys. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, so I got to this fort and I, I fought this other guy who looks almost identical. Same weapon, mm-hmm. same look. He's got kind of a more furry, flowy cape than uh, Commander O'Neill, which mm. I fought in Kalen. I stuck. I took his weapon. Commander O'Neill. He was the guy in the Scarlet Rot right. Lake area. He had kind of like a, a spear or a Caliber. halberd. Yeah. yeah okay. He would summon extra little spirits that would like, you know, try yep. and hurt you little archers. So the, his brother, or I don't even know. I mean, I'm just saying his brother because he looks like him. But I don't know if that's the okay. case. Anyway, but so it's not Commander O'Neill. It's Commander Nail. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, that sounds way too similar. But anyhow, he's got a bunch of lightning attacks. He's got like a lightning foot. He tries to kick you and he kicks you in the face and lightning strikes you out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. And um, here's the thing I found out, Russ. You see, I get greedy. and As do I, we all, Steve. Right, yeah, at some point or another. And so when I start to hit somebody... I just get excited. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hit you once? Hit you twice. I'm like, and then and then I just start getting beat up because they're like, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Smack to the face, you know, sort of thing. Lightning strike, lava breath. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't And get you were saying you're so heavy right now, you can't even roll anymore. You just headbutt, is that right? Well, I, I did. So if I kept it that way, yes. But yeah. I, did, I did put on armor that I could at least handle and so I can <clears> roll and whatever. So, um, but uh, sometimes too, I just don't even carry my shield so that I can roll faster. Sure. And I just double hand my my weapon. So uh, <laughs> so uh, I I would three and four and five shot this guy, and then he would I, he would just cast frostbite on me, and I'm like, ouch. And then he would just some of his attacks would just be the arena wide. I'm like, how am I gonna hurt this guy? And so <laughs> you just stand there like <laughs> I'm not even gonna try and dodge. Yeah, like, look, I'm not a queen negotiate. Yeah. I'm like just give me the thing. I'm not even going to try and kill you. Okay. Yeah. All I'm here for is one item. You're just like, hand the, me that. I'll leave you alone. The visual spectacle of what the boss is winding up for. You're just like, do it. Just do it. Get it over with. <laughs> like, look, you understand. I'm just going to keep coming back and coming back. And, and you're probably just going to keep killing me. But if we can just finish this song and dance right now, just give me the one item I'm here for. Anyway. So I thought, you know what? <laughs> After about like 30 times of dying, probably more, 35, I don't know, I've lost count. I know, low priority. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I'm just gonna one, I'm just gonna hit him. I'm just gonna hit him once. I'm gonna control my greed, control my excitement. I'm just gonna run up to him, hit him once, run away. Mm-hmm. And then and that's what I would do. And yeah, the boss fight took like 15, 20 minutes, me running up <laughs> yeah. and like you're running away. <laughs> But then that that triggered him to try and like chase me a little bit and do different attacks that I could avoid. Sure, yeah. And so I'm like, this is working now. And so I mean, at the end of the fight, I still had like seven like health tiers. I could I could. Uh, I mean, I was good to go. Good for you. So I best of the best. Well, and and that is such a reoccurring theme within this game, where I think the game designers really want to instill this idea of patience. Yeah. And also to not be greedy because I do think I'm the same way. Like, like I will suddenly want to just get one more hit in before I have to go away. And that's the wrong approach to take. Like you have to really 
um, maintain your discipline in order to say, I'm going to remain patient. I'm going to be more on the defense as opposed to offense, learn the behavior of this particular boss. And yeah, it's going to take longer than I would like to, but I can't allow my hype or excitement to get the better of me where like, I'm just being irresponsible and leaving myself open for attack. Yeah. And that, that has rewarded me time and time again as I play the game. Yes. It's, um, but then I just get the next boss and I feel greedy again. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you have to practice being patient. It's like rinse and repeat. You have to remind yourself with every single type of uh, boss you come across. So, so then, so I beat him and now I'm either at an area at the top of the map where I can go right or east. How large is the snowy area? Is it like as big as Atlas Plateau or what? Yeah, I would say it's about that. Yeah, it's a bit bigger, I think, just a tad bit bigger. I still have, I have so much still to, <laughs> I like, I've barely tapped into Atlas Plateau. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So, um, so I can go right, and there's like this big, like, giant there, fire giant, and he's very strong, smushes me. <laughs> Don't like him right now. Um, but is, I, is this the one that, that you were telling me earlier about how, like, the, he's, crazy he's super huge giant yeah he's huge and he has like this big like he, he's that. bigger than the the wickerman or the 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 yeah. guardian uh the giants who were like have the flamey ankles and wrists <laughs> and stuff yeah those guys those guys are nothing now i'm well they're not nothing but uh i mean at least I don't they're, big. To, they're big they're big they're tall but, and they're slow yeah um this giant's still pretty slow but he's stronger okay. and he's bigger and he has like this big he has longer reach and so i'm like yeah you're far away and then he just gets on all fours and goes like yeah uh dead and so swat you like a fly yeah and so i'm either that way or i go the opposite direction and it's just a constant snowstorm i can't see jack Mm -hmm. until like right in front of like the the enemy and it's a buff enemy it's not like one of those decaying decrepit looking dudes who like barely swat you they're almost a zombie for crying out loud Mm -hmm. yeah those guys are there too i'm like oh phew it's just you no everybody is strong there like the one of those giant bears came out of nowhere <laughs> like I, I can't see i can't see more than like a few feet in front of my face i'm going like blind i'm like where am i going i can't even see a cliff it's, it's just all like it's all like huge blizzard blizzard yeah, yeah. um foggy and uh, it's just crazy and so then this bear jumps out of nowhere <laughs> kills me i'm like great i'm dead I'll the go bears on. can we just pause you for a moment sure Russ. the bears in this game are some of the most ferocious enemies i think i've, yeah. I've come across like just in terms of, i mean they get in your face yeah. and pun- i like i feel like leonardo dicaprio did in the movie the revenant every yeah. time i come across one of those bears i just feel like i'm just get i'm just being mauled instantaneously do you yeah. have you had the same type of uh, experience well there's small they're like there's like the regular size bears and then there's just the like a kodiak made it with a grizzly and then stepped in the secret ooze from the teenage mutant ninja turtles and then like <laughs> mutated into something like i don't even know um so yeah those ones i don't even think i've well, yeah, I've taken like maybe one of them out, like just because I thought, could I do it? Well, even their roar causes a significant amount of damage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, continue. So then I go a different way, and then there's like some dude there with axes and stuff, just throws him at me. He's like really strong. I'm like, <laughs> He's over on the side, just juggling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
was rude. Um, and so like anywhere I go, and um, so that sucks. Where I so I, um, I think where did I? I think I left. Where did I do? Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I found on the map there was I was telling you about this earlier. There's those little red glowy windows, glowy caves. I'm gonna show you after the thing. I'll send you a picture. Or oh yeah, you were talking about how like on your map you yes. were saying how there are multiple red watches or caves yes. or something. Yeah, I have not noticed that at all. I'll I, show you the map, Russ. I've seen like if I zoom in. Sometimes I'll see a shape and it's like, oh, that kind of looks like a cave, but I haven't yet to see any kind of like. Yeah. So I go in there and um, I mean, basically everybody is a lot easier because I can see them Mm -hmm. coming from a distance. Nothing is obstructing my view. From a distance. (laughs) Anyways. But I finally got to the boss there. And he's one of the bosses I fought earlier, like underground. Mm. But he's harder. But he's harder. He's harder. He's uh, he's got kind of a blue bubbly body. Oh, that's stretchy. Scorpion kind of tail. Mm. That scorpion tail looks like a porcupine tail, though. Wait, is he hanging from the ceiling? No, he's not hanging from the ceiling at all. Because I was thinking about how, like, I've been in some of the Nocron. I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. Nocton, Nocron, something Nocron. like that. And there are like these, um, I've been in two different places and they both, I believe, have this huge entity thing that's hanging. It almost looks like a weird alien jellyfish thing. And it like launches like a bunch of meteors at you or whatever, but it's it's attached to the ceiling and you can take them out eventually. Mm, not that. Okay. No. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at him. Of course, I'm used to his attacks, but they're all stronger oh. now. Kind of sucks. Just like the whole thing with Commander O'Neill versus Commander Nail. Yeah, this one and then the other one. Same looking dude. A lot harder. And uh, basically, I was up till 3 a.m. in the morning trying to beat him. You are a dedicated gamer. I'm proud of you. Still haven't beat him. What usually happens, though, is I'll try forever to best somebody. Sure. Have no luck whatsoever. And then I'll try fresh the next day and like beat him the first time. Mm-hmm. That's what happens often, Russ. That's what happened. To, that's what happened to this guy. But the previous version, I couldn't do it, and I, I literally got home from work one day and I was like, "Yeah, no one's here." Popping the game, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I beat him, and then that was it. He was gone. That's great. So hopefully, uh, man, just, it's annoying. <laughs> annoying, Russ. Annoying. Yet it's like a splinter in your mind, <sighs> driving you mad. Gosh, you must defeat the boss anyway and there's there's times where people are asleep and i just want like if i once that happens i just want like want to get up and be like yeah and like just like let let out like a prime primal scream of victory yes i just want to get up and like do the hula in front of my tv i beat i beat you (laughs) i beat you i beat you like look around like oh it's just me in here Well, I guess I'll go to bed now. At the same time, if it's just you, then yeah. you really pile it on because you know yeah. nobody's watching. <laughs> just start acting like I'm teabagging the TV. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, have you been, um, <clears throat> I, 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 I doubt you've been playing anything else. You've been, have you been watching anything? No, I haven't watched anything since Top Gun. 
We still need to go check it out on IMAX. We do. Before it leaves. Yes. Well, what about you, Ross? You've been working at a crap ton, but what have you been playing? What have you been doing in your off time? What do you do to relax, Russ? I have been working, uh, like, uh, yes, I've been working a crap ton lately. <clears throat> yeah. However, I have been finding itty bitty little pockets of time um, just to play here and there. Been making my way through Kalid. I don't know if it's Khaled or Kalid. I'm going to say it's Kalid. I'm going to say Kalid, Russ. That's yeah. what I want to say. Yeah. Been making my way through Kalid. And I've been having just a, a real challenge of a time uh, going through and defeating various types of bosses. But having said that, I have been slowly but surely taking certain ones out. The dragon with the rot was one where I have died. I don't even know how many times I've lost count how many times I've died. But I finally defeated that one. I felt a real sense of accomplishment with that. I finally defeated the Erd tree that also had the rot that was kind of more on the eastern side uh -huh. of Kaelid. That uh -huh. took forever. Like he would, if he hit me once, I would die. So I, I basically was on torrent the entire time. And, you know, for those of you who, who uh, have either experienced this or have not experienced this yet. So torrent is actually a good type of, um, I would say, option if you will, when you come across these different, <clears throat> excuse me, different kinds of urge trees, because the urge tree actually is quicker than you'd expect. You know, it's pretty agile on its, um, not feet, but roots. <clears throat> and on top of that, it has also a surprising reach with its weapons. So, um, me being within kind of the, um, well, I'm the confessor class, so I, I I have a weapon that has some reach, but I simply can't go toe to toe with this particular boss uh, by myself. So I just I stay on torrent and and I you know I do my little <laughs> dinner bell to summon um, Oleg, who's my kind of go to spirit right now, and then just kind of run circles where like I, I go in, I get like one hit, maybe two, and then back off again. I, I've also started <clears throat> to rely more on my frenzy. Uh, spells that are within, I, I guess they're kind of more confessor specific, but um, yeah, I've been uh, having fun with that. Finally defeated that one. And then I showed you recently this other boss that exists within the basement of the divine tower, which is kind of North of Kalid. I can't remember exactly what the boss's name is. It's something apostle. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. If you've ever come across this particular boss, <clears throat> very hard, very difficult, in a very <clears throat> confined space. He's a guy who has the fish hook. Well, he's, yeah, it's like this weird pokey spear, fish, fish yeah, fish yeah, hook kind of thing. Fish hook, kind of like, you know what it's kind of like? Hmm. You remember in the Looney Tunes when like one of the characters was on stage doing something and then like the crowd didn't like him and then out of like the curtain that this big hook came and like, and, like yeah. took him away. That's what the weapon reminds me of. It's like this big long hook, but it's sharp. It's kind of like just a fit long fish hook. It's true. Yeah. No. And, and this guy is also, you know, he's kind of a gangly taller dude and like tattered, yeah. uh, gangly guys will get you every time. Man. Robes with the hood and that sort of thing. Yeah, those hoodie guys too. Oof. But I, you know, I, I was showing you, mm. I could not believe it. I was in this battle with them. I was holding my own. I was actually doing really, really well and was whittling his health down to the point where I, th I thought I, I was going to beat him that round. And he ended up killing me at the very last moment. I even had a significant amount of health to my bar. And literally, like, you look, I, I looked down at, at his health bar. He had no 
health left. The, the bar was empty. It was, there was just, there wasn't anything there. Like, like if you looked at it, it, maybe there was like a TV pixel worth of health at the bottom of his health bar, how he was still standing. I have no idea, but he w- it was yet another one that has, I've lost count how many times I've died. And I've tried again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And I, I, I realized that he's probably a similar type of like holy class. So a lot of what I throw at him, it probably doesn't do as much damage as like say other healing types. Him, I'm probably, he's like, yeah. like ah, I feel great. <laughs> Had a paper cut and now yeah. it's healed. Thank you. Yeah. Can you come and see me tomorrow? <clears throat> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I am happy to tell you though, Steve. Yes. I did, in fact. You bested him. Bested him, yes. But I, I, nice. ha- I have to come clean. I cheesed it. I totally cheesed it. I So if you recall, in the room itself, Steve. Yes. The room itself. There are these like kind of like outcroppings, like multiple outcroppings that are part of kind of like the room's decorations of like the, they're, they're not pillars, but they're just part of the wall decorations and stuff. And you, you honestly, they were kind of a hindrance to me It'd be just because like he, he would have that black flame fireball thing that he would launch quite a bit. And, and sometimes as I'm doing my little dodge, oh, you can't get me, can't get me, can't get me that like, I would actually get caught in between one of those little pockets where the, those kind of wall outcroppings kind of come out. I'm like, Oh crap. I'm gonna, you know, you know, then, then he would hit me or whatever. Well, Steve, at one point I was actually in one of those like cropping <clears throat> things, those little like pockets. I will just call it a pocket. Sure. And I had my shield out and stuff and I was, I was there and, and he ended up going on the other side of one of those like outcropping things. And he was like staying there. Uh, nice. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. okay. I have every once in a while I come across like certain kind of like, like funny situations where like the collision detection gets a little warpy or silly or something like that. And I felt cheated. I felt slighted out of that last one that I did show you. I said, hopefully he stays there. I'm just, I'm not going to move my character. I'm just going to stay there because it, I also noticed too, like on the outcropping thingy of the wall, there's like this little sliver of an opening so I could see him right there and, and he could still hit me. Um, Cause you know how, how we've talked about how there's like that kind of collision detection issue within the game where like, right. if um, you know, often, well not often, but like sometimes you'll, you'll come across various enemy classes or boss types that will have like a, a really long reach or maybe their weapon is just really, really big or whatever, whatever the case may be, but they end up bleeding through a wall or some kind of obstacle that I would think there's no way that it can hit me. Well, it still hits me. So th- this is one of those situations where I had to keep my guard up because he was still trying to strike me and he did actually injure me from time to time. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to tell you, Steve, that the way I went about doing this was I relied on my dragon rot breath. Ah, yes. I, I so when I defeated the the dragon that with the rot within Kalid, right? Um, I was able to obtain this. Uh, it's I think it's called like dragon's rot or dragon rot breath or something like that. Anyway, I was able to use it so I can channel the dragon with the rot. 
and then have him breathe the rot right. onto yeah. the boss. So it was it was with that little sliver of an opening that I could see through it. It would actually would get through that, and all of a sudden I started watching his health bar just like slowly tick away. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's working. He's he's just gonna stay there. He's not gonna move. I, I like I, I I try to stay as still as I possibly could. Like, like sometimes I get hit or I get bonked around or whatever because he'd actually be successful in striking me through that that wall thing. I just stayed there and I kept using the rot. I would like bring up again. The dragon head would come up. He'd be like and like this, just breathe him. I didn't lay a single strike any other way. I killed him by man, but I don't you know. Okay, you may have cheesed him, but at the same time, like I don't feel necessarily guilty if that happens because the enemy can strike you through walls. Like there's gonna be a twelve foot thick wall, and you're like, you can't hurt me. I'm behind the wall. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he'll his axe or his sword or his whoever go. Oh yeah, we'll just ghost it then. And yeah. then I'm like, what? No, come. And, and then you try and do it with yours, and it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. I'm like, come on. That's it. That's just dumb to yeah. me. So I'm like, okay, look, if if you program the enemy that he can hit me through a wall and then you program him to not know that he can't get out of a nook, that's on you. That's not on me. <clears throat> yeah, I, ha- I had to come clean with that, though, just because normally I like to go toe-to-toe. I mean, right. you even in that video, you saw, I mean, I was holding my own against that boss. I'm like, you know, dodging his moves. I'm hardly getting hit. It's just that when I do get hit, I mean, so much of my health gets taken down. Yeah. And so that's typically how I like to, to take on boss fights and win fair and, you know, square and like be able to like, you know, stand over their dead carcass and just, you know, do my own version of, of, of like the victory scream. So, so I got a couple stories for you, Russ, that are kind of like that. Oh, did you nasty? I'll just, I'll tell you real quick so we can get to the topic of the day. But sure. So there was one where, um, it was the gargoyle in front of the dude who, uh, you feed the death root to. Yes. And so I'm like, I'm just going to take that guy out. I, I, last time I faced him, it was a while ago. I've gotten stronger. You know, I'm going to face him. Wait, wait, you've already fought the guy who you give the death route to? No, not him. There's a gargoyle in front of the, of his little area, his little area. His little, oh, right. Yeah. On yeah, the yeah. steps. Gotcha. And so I go, okay, I'm going to fight him. See what happens. And so I go over there. I go, <laughs> Like I hit his ankle and there's like, oh yeah, little, little tiger. Oh, I'm just going to like pound you. So I died a few times and I'm like, you know what? Okay. There's this big temple behind me uh-huh. and he can't walk through the door. And, and at so, least that you think you hope he doesn't walk through the door. So I run through the door. I go, <laughs> turn the other way. And <laughs> like, hit me now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, he has some like long range attack, and of course, like you know, like <laughs> your body goes work. like sailing through the entire yeah, hall. Right? Yeah, actually, splat. Oh, I can splat on the wall. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I, found, I believe that is my kidney. But then I hit yeah, right, and I found a nook where that long attack couldn't hit me, and so all I did was go up, hit him a couple times, run back, and it lasted like a thirty minutes or something, and I and I killed him, and that's the first story. And then, and then I thought, I ain't cheating. I'm using exactly what the game has given me, and I'm going to cheese it. But you know what? You know, I'm not, like, finding a glitch or nothing, you know? 
The second thing was I one of the bridges I had to cross like later in the game towards a snowy area. You face uh, a similar boss that you had to face earlier in the game. It's where like the lava mansion is where you could go, Rose, if you would go north west. I'm I'm planning on going there. I just I I <clears throat> I've been focusing on Kaylee because there's quite a bit there that I need to do, but I I have right. gotten to a point where I've I would say I've discovered and taken care of probably about 85, 90% of Caleb. Yeah. So um, there's a boss in the lava mansion. Like the main boss is, or one of the main, I would say the first main boss is this dude with a big rapier and he's wearing like just the skins of everybody who he's bested. And he's real nasty looking dude. And he's a big blobby guy too. And so I killed him in the lava mansion, but then you have to face him. As like a mid boss, mm-hmm. uh, we're on this bridge, and so I'm like, ah, not again. And so I'm like, well, I've killed him before. I kill him again. Hey! And then he just got killing me again and again and again. Well, like the, the the fifth time, and this was not planned. He has this rolling attack where he just kind of rolls around you and just starts to smush you and do repeated damage. There was a statue and some steps, and I was guarding with my shield, and as he started to roll, he went over the statue, and I was close enough to the railing where he just went bunk. <laughs> and fell and then he died and it was like 90,000 runes I'm like nice and which boss was this you haven't faced him yet Russ oh okay you haven't faced him yet faced. so so it's definitely like within the volcano region yes, yes. <laughs> and around that time too so this is not a, like a, a bested you know story I eventually beat him but uh, a friend of mine goes hey did you fight Rikard and I go who is that? And he says, oh, he's in that area. You got to go fight him. And, he, and I'm like, I didn't have a clue. I'm like, I, I went all over that place. Like, yeah, if I go down, there's another magma worm, but I don't, he doesn't really give you anything and there's no point in fighting him. It's not part of the, he goes, no, you have to go back. He's like, go back and there's another guy there. I go, okay. So I search and search and search and search. I'm like looking at everything. Benches, candles, windows. What am I supposed to do here? And I found- Who does your interior decoration? This is fantastic. Why? It's like red in here and it's red out there with the lava. Fascinating. Yeah. And so I found this lever and I pulled it and one of these columns with a small, it didn't like look like the regular lift. It was totally different. Yeah. Came down like, oh. And it brought me to another spot, traveled a little bit and I found him. Oh, and so what does he, he look like? He he looks like well, he, he has two shapes, but he looks very snaky, like a snake coiled up that has to be in the lava. You can walk over to him, but I mean, he just reaches out, like grabs you, and he can pretty much just swallow you whole. So you can't, you you, you definitely don't want to get swallowed, Russ. Yeah, swallowing would be anti, or I would say counterproductive. Right. Um, and you get a weapon that makes Gosh, you know would be really cool. Oh yes, Russ. Can you imagine if like. Say, for instance, you do get swallowed by either that boss or like a boss. And so then, but, but, but it's like intentional, like, like the game designers designed uh, like part of the phase, like second phase of the boss where you're fighting from the inside and you're making your way slowly, but surely like through like the body of the boss. That would be kind of cool. You're like Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy too. You're like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. Um, Anyhow, you get a weapon in the beginning part of this boss that makes you just feel like, oh, I've upgraded this weapon to the max. Like it has all these abilities. You're like, this is great. I found something secret in the game that only me can use sort of thing. And so it's really strong. 
And it took me probably about like 10 times to, to beat him, but it was fairly easy compared to a lot of the bosses. And so I'm like, I'm going to hang on to this weapon and I'm the man. And then it doesn't do all the attacks it does outside of that area. Like that's the one area where it ever does the attacks. I'm like all these wind attacks and stuff, like part of the weapon. Now it just, just stabs. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, that aside, go back to my last you have like weapon. this pile of weapons that yeah. you've you've amassed, and you're just, like, just like that doesn't work. No, I just have to not like impressed. Lug them around behind me. Ugh, go to a new area. Like it's getting heavier and heavier with all these like weapons and shields and like flowers. <laughs> it should like be raisins. like that, that elf boy that that you uh, helped out during the early part of the game. He should be like your bag boy. Right. You know, like, you know, like golfers have like their caddy. Like yeah. he should be like your, <laughs> your medieval caddy, like carrying this like sheer volume of stuff right. you have yet to use. Yeah. Very good, Steve. Hmm. Uh, one last thing too, before. Okay. Uh, we wrap this segment up yes. is that I have been watching more Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney oh, that's plus. Right. There's a couple more episodes. I'm out. Yeah. There have been a couple more episodes. And I'm here to tell you mm. that um, you definitely need to check them out because mm. they're, well, it's, it's, it's not, there's not no, no spoiler. You know, for a fact that Darth Vader is in um, yeah. the oh, show. Obi-Wan's in it too. No spoiler. Yeah. Obi- Obi-Wan is, a, is indeed in it, <laughs> but when you uh, when you watch episodes three and four, it's really starting to, I will say, introduce that side of the relationship, and I'm digging it. I think I think you will too. So I'm, I don't know how many episodes they have scheduled. I don't know if it's six episodes for the first season or if it's eight or whatever. But they now have four episodes that have been released, and my hope is is they keep moving forward, which I'm sure they will. Uh, with this kind of relationship that Obi-Wan Kenobi has with Darth Vader. But I want you to check it out if you haven't already, because I, I want to know what you think of it too. I want to, sure. I don't want to give anything, you know, specific away, but, uh, cause you, you've watched the first two episodes, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, Steve. It's, uh, I, I'm very much, uh, looking forward to, uh, talking to you about that. Okay. When the time is right. Yeah. Mm. I feel a great disturbance in the force. It must be the topic of the day. Our topic of the day is the Star Wars Celebration 2022 reactions. This particular celebration took place two weeks ago, around May 25th, I want to say. And they had a number of different types of announcements, as is to be expected, considering the fact that it's all Star Wars all the time for that particular week-ish, I would say. Mm. But um, yeah, they, they had a number of different types of announcements. Um, we don't necessarily need to go through all of them, but I thought it'd be fun to be able to talk about the ones that caught our eye, caught sure. our fancy, so to speak. So um, do you want to kick us off, Steve, or do you want me to be able to, to talk? 
What about that? Like, like high level thoughts, or what? What was my best part of the show, or what would you like? No, right? no, that's a good idea. I had mm. some high level thoughts. Overall feeling of, of the show. Well, there's some stuff I'm looking forward to, but ultimately, you know what I feel mm. is I feel a bit like. What are you feeling, Steve? Huh? What are you feeling? <laughs> um. I feel a bit Star Wars overload. Right? Ah. Because here's the here's the thing. Like back in the day, like remember when they remade episode four, five, and six with all like the CG stuff? Yeah. And then like they brought it to the theaters and like we go, oh my gosh, we get to see Star Wars on the big screen in our generation. Like it's no more on TV, it's no more like DVD, VHS, or like we get to see it digitally on the big screen like our parents did. And that was amazing. And then, you know, Lucasfilm was like, cool. Now we got, you know, episodes one, two, and three for you. And we were like, cool. Oh, man, we're living in this. We've been looking for, you know, looking forward to this forever. And so, like, you know, the, the episodes would come out. And then like, you go to the theater. You see the trailer. And it was like that one thing that they, they gave you. But they gave you enough time in between to reflect on it, to, to, to think about it, to get the movie, to bring it home, watch it again, tell your friends about it before the next big thing dropped. And it's like kind of now, now that Disney has the property, like we're just going to flood the market with Star Wars everything because we know there's a fan base. And so now we get like Star Wars upon Star Wars upon Star Wars upon Star Wars, almost like we get Marvel upon Marvel upon Marvel upon Marvel. And it feels like just because there's so much there, Mm. it feels like it's not as special Mm. to me. There's still stuff I want to see, like you know, like, like the Bad Batch. Like, like the Bad Batch looks cool, Andor looks cool, uh, the game looks cool. But I feel like, like when the first game came out, not no, I shouldn't say the first game. <laughs> the next generation game, Fallen Order, came out. I thought, man, this is a really good Star Wars game. I haven't right. played something like this in a long time. Yeah. And so, like, if it was just that news that that game was coming out, which it was earlier than the show, or I guess probably during that show, I would think, okay, wow, it's been a couple years. We're getting a new game, but we're getting games and then we're, and we're getting like kids shows and then we're getting more shows. And then it's not so much like very special and unique anymore. It's just like, here's everything you could entirely want for Star Wars. Mm. So anyway, it feels a, a kind of bittersweet in that sense where I'm glad more Star Wars stuff is coming out. I think it's cool. I like the, the whole environment, but it doesn't feel as special as it once did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I agree to a certain extent with you um, in what it is that, that you're describing. Because on the one hand, there were a number of announcements that I'm very excited for, and who doesn't love to to be able to to you know be able to just dive into like like a, a Star Wars. I don't even know what, what, what the right word is, but like basically like you have, you, you're, you're hoping for all these announcements. You want them to um, be able to, to thrill you and everything else. But like, you know, what exactly is that at the same time though? I think what you're talking about is the kind of feeling that I too am also finding myself in, which is there's kind of an oversaturation problem that's going on where on the one hand you have like the Mandalorian 
we all agree is a runaway success. It, it taps into the the nervous system that is Star Wars. And we're talking like OG Star Wars, which is like the, the highly sought after, but rarely ever um, succeeded in um, area that, that, you know, it's, it's the sweet spot that you want to be in. And then you have um, some of the, these other types of, of um, uh, explorations and that sort of thing that perhaps don't um, hit the mark as well. So it's interesting to like look at what they are offering, but at the same time, I, I think, and I'm trying, I'm trying to find the right way to be able to describe this, but it's, but I feel like, like it's kind of around that area of special, the word special, right? Like, like anytime. And I, and I feel like this is, this is both it's, you know, Star Wars is strength, but also it's weakness in the sense that Star Wars is such a, a pop culture icon um, with expectations that have been placed upon it to be so high that it is, I think, a very difficult thing for them to be able to constantly hit that one bar. At the same time, though, I think what we are seeing is what happens when other people get to play in George Lucas's sandbox. And I was watching, um, because you know, it was a multi-day event and I was watching as like, you had different types of directors and producers and different folks who are involved, um, in Lucasfilm or Disney or whatever, but basically like they have a hand in, in creating the, the kind of the next wave of star Wars stories and merchandise and that sort of thing. And I kind of felt uh, a little sad, honestly, just because they have turned what is what I viewed as something that that is very very special into something that is just it it is so. Just say it, Russ. I, well, I'm trying to figure out just how say to say it. it. It's like, it's like it's like there has been more of a focus on how do how do we make the most merchandise out of this license? How do we allow just anybody to come in and be able to direct for like a, a Star Wars show or a Star Wars movie or whatever it is? And I think that's where you start to have the, the waters get a bit more muddied because you start to have all these outside ideas coming in that do impact long-term the Star Wars canon, um, you know, like what people's perceptions are uh, in regards to like what Star Wars is about and that sort of thing. And I just, I feel like, and this, this sounds kind of harsh, but like there's kind of a flea market mentality going on with not all of it, but like with certain areas of Star Wars where it's like, oh, let's just slap the Star Wars branding on it and people will buy it. Correct. Now I say that with also wanting to be careful with it because there have been certain successes in like, you know, the merchandising of Star Wars. Like, you know, when I've gone to Disney World recently and I was looking at Galaxy's Edge and, you know, they had certain types of stores you could buy souvenirs or you could buy certain things that are Star Wars-esque. Just about everything I saw, not everything, but most of what I saw was good quality. It was legit 
There was thoughtfulness placed behind what it was they were selling. It, they weren't selling it just to sell it because it, it said Star Wars on it. So I don't want to paint like this picture and make people think that like I think that everything that I have seen recently has been um, in a negative light. That's not the case at all. But I do have kind of like this weird growing concern internally where it's like, okay, there needs to be more of an emphasis placed on, you know, just because you like Star Wars and you're a fan of Star Wars, it doesn't automatically give you the green light to be able to be placed into a position of creative authority where suddenly you are generating like new content or new material for Star Wars. Maybe it would be better to like be a little more selective and choosy as to who ultimately can come in and be able to, to make these types of calls. Right. Is that kind of more or less what, what you're thinking? Yeah. It seems like, like for example, last night when I was overlooking everything one more time, I felt like the emphasis and that priority was having content, like the just having content on Disney plus for people to come back and keep the subscription going, Uh which, okay, that's fine for business sense, but it dilutes the, the art and the vision of this creative universe. Right. And so, um, it's almost like, how can we continue making money on this versus how can we continue to make very good entertainment and art? Right. Which I think is two separate ways of, of, of viewing it, two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I feel like I want to be entertained with the art that George Lucas came up with initially. And I just don't want to be sold to. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when I think of like certain shows that or, or films that have, that have come and gone, like I liked Rogue One. Yeah. I thought that was, that was a great, like kind of like standalone story that exists within the ecosystem that has already been created by episodes like, you know, four five and six, or even, you know, maybe not so much one, two and three, but the movie intentionally took place between three and four. Sure. You know, I, I really liked Ron Howard's solo movie. I thought that there were, you know, with with, with the like, couple little exceptions that uh, that I was I was critical of, but but by and large, I really felt like they did the world of Star Wars justice. And there have been other types of instances, like The Mandalorian, for instance, that that have been absolutely spectacular. R- r- they have been able to successfully harness uh, what it is that I think is the elusive secret sauce of of making a successful continuation of a Star Wars story. Hmm. And so I think that that's kind of where I'm at with this is that, you know, I don't want them to make just Star Wars stories for the sake of Star Wars stories, because then it it, it slowly begins to, um, like you said, it dilutes down that experience. I want like every type of Star Wars story to just be that tentpole right. film experience where like it's life changing, right? Like, like, I mean, you, you were told a wonderful story there aren't any kind of outside influences that, that are like causing like, you know, when we, when we watched um, the Boba Fett Disney plus show, there were a lot of things to like about the show, but there were also certain things like we talked about, like, like those little, um, you know, rainbow colored mopeds that they were riding on. I mean, just like, no, like if George Lucas was directing that, that would not exist. That would have no place within star Wars. And, but yet that was, that, that is an example of a person who is placed in creative authority who is letting their own culture 
dictate some of those decisions. Of and it's like, you know, this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is not <laughs> <laughs> LA, you know, <laughs> down the 405 and, you know, over by like, like where your favorite Mexican restaurant is. Like, like, it's just like, you have to be mindful of those things. And so, um, you know, not to go on too much of a diatribe about this, but I, I do, I, I did pick up on that as I was watching the show where, while there are certain things I am excited about, I'm also concerned about um, having there be too much oversaturation, but also too, like, you know, how, how are they going to move forward with making memorable characters? And I'm talking new memorable characters, because once again, there's still kind of like this reliance, almost a crutch, if you will, with taking certain actors who have existed and then giving them even more runway to, to work with. And while I do think it works great for someone like Obi-Wan Kenobi, I just don't want that to turn into like every single character yeah. that, that, that we come across. Like, I mean, I'm listening to you think and I, and I um, <clears throat> makes me think of like Chewbacca or something, or like that character that was in the book of Boba Fett. That was, uh, I can't remember his name anymore, but um, it was basically the Chewbacca, but a different like Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's almost like we, we, they're going to make a movie about him. And we're not going to understand any of the language or we are going to understand and they're all going to speak English or something because, but because we like that character, they're like, Oh, we can sell to you that we're going to make an entire movie yeah. about them. And they're all going to speak English or they're all going to go and they're going to have subtitles at the end because that's just something else they could just feed us, yeah. you know? And I, I don't want that. Well, and I think that that that's kind of the, the narrow path, right? Is like, there are certain characters that I do want to find out about. And once again, Obi-Wan is a great example of, we've all been very curious to know what was Obi-Wan Kenobi like in between sure. episodes three and four? What did he do? He, I mean, I would hope that he would not be just some desert hermit and that's just what he did and, and just existed <laughs> for all those years that Luke was growing up. Like, I mean, he surely had some kind of adventures that occurred. It's a perfect recipe for, for this type of, of uh, show. And there are other ones that we'll get into. So the first thing on my list that I really, really liked about the show was actually um, the extensive interview with Ian McDermott, who plays the emperor. Did you catch that at all or not? No, I was watching most of the trailers, Russ. I, I, um, I didn't catch that one. That's, that's totally fine. I actually really enjoyed it because I don't really get a chance to watch Ian McDermott be interviewed. And, and this was like a, my goodness, it lasted for at least an hour, maybe oh. longer, but like, huh. um, I've always found him to be a really fascinating actor. I've always been a fan of, of the different roles he's played. He was in Tim Burton, sleepy hollow. He was one of the, the town, uh, leaders, if you will. Um, and he's been in, in a number of, of other films and I've always just, I've really liked his, his performances and I've really liked like how he portrays the characters and stuff. And the emperor has always been a particularly fascinating character to get to know simply because he really only existed within return of the Jedi. We did get to see, you know, him as, as, the, as Palpatine through the prequels, but not so much the emperor. And so it was neat to be able to, to listen to him speak to like how he came up with the voice and like how um, he like, <laughs> like, like perceived the, the character. And, and, and there were, they had like, like this really great Q and a session where fans from the audience got to ask him questions and stuff. I digged it. I thought, I thought that was a lot of fun. You know, it's like, it's like a comic con just for star Wars. Oh, totally. That's what this is. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the Andor trailer? 
I you know in the be I liked it in the beginning though I was a bit confused because I thought is this fan made, you know yeah. because this guy walks up and he's about to like Kong on something and like a piece big piece of metal. Well, and it I'm was like, weird too how like there if you recall there was another Star Wars trailer for a video game being made that came out I want to say a few months ago maybe six months ago and they had a very similar motif where like they had like some like kind of alien looking dude who started banging on drums. I'm thinking this is kind of a trending motif for for. Right. Star Wars trailers, anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I I, <laughs> I thought it was fan made, and he started banging on the drums. And I'm like, am I watching the right thing here? I did click on what Russ sent me. It's got to be right. <laughs> um, and so, and then the you know, but the thing you know continued, and uh, it definitely looked like it was high budget. I mean, I, you know, it, it looked good. It looked interesting. It didn't look overused. Right. Um, we're not in the desert. We are not in the desert. I mean, they must have listened to the show, right? Not, at, I mean, regardless of, of what some people may think, yeah, the entire universe, or I should say galaxy of Star Wars does not revolve around Tatooine. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I noticed that too. I was very happy to see that. I'm very excited to see how Mon Mothma is having somewhat of a role in this show. Yes. You know, a lot of the, the, the actors and actresses I didn't recognize, or the names I didn't recognize. Yeah. And I was thankful for that. Yeah. Also. Something else we've talked about here recently. <laughs> Not as much of a, of a reliance on established characters so much. There are uh, maybe two or three. But yeah, John Cena, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with who Mon Mothma is in the Star Wars world? You know, uh, yes and no, Russ. I remember she was the one who was like, many Bothans came to us, you know, or died while trying to retrieve us this information. Like she, yes, she was, it, right. I believe it was in Return of the Jedi. Yes, it was, Ross. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes. And I believe she was also, mm. I knew the name. I just, I couldn't place her. I, oh, I can't remember if, was, if she was in episode three or if she was in Rogue One. I think she was in, she was probably in Rogue One, if I had to guess. But yeah, she's, she's a character that once again, we don't really get much exposure to her. We understand she's a a, um, a member of the rebellion. She's obviously um, high up. She's in yeah, leadership. Commanding. She's got yeah. um, you know kind of a dignitary, so to speak. But she's also a character that I have been curious about and want to know more about. And so, my takeaway from the Andor trailer was we were actually kind of hopefully we're going to get to see how she's able to, to exist within this empire that is controlled by the emperor. She, clearly she has, um, you know, she, she is a representative of, I don't know if it's a planet or what, but she's having to really navigate these channels in a way that keeps her under the radar, um, but still fulfill what it is that she needs to do in terms of her duty toward the rebellion, which I think that's, if they play it right, if they do it right, that could be really, really fun because it's going to, you know, probably place her in situations where, you know, her, her cover almost gets blown. Yeah. It's so, I mean, what, what Disney's doing is they're taking like these little tidbits of information that they, that Lucas gave us in the movies and they're making like entire series out of them or right. movies unto themselves, um, which I think is cool. But again, like what you were saying is like, you, they have to be very careful with like, the material because it's it's easy to go oh yeah we'll make a story about that and then we'll just fill it with a bunch of talking 85% and then 15% a little bit of action to keep everybody hooked and then we'll have a show 
you know, and uh, I just don't want it to go down that path. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Did I don't recall when it's coming out. Did you see a release date for it? I wanted to say 2023. Okay. I can look it up. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, another announcement that I thought, um, excuse me, as I just totally, uh, I just spit you all over my- Keep that on uh, your end, uh, Russ. Just, keep just, that on your uh, side. You got a line. Oh, just man. Just totally just, you know, that might just smell a little bit later. You'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Why does my microphone so stink? Uh, did you brush your teeth this morning, Russ? People, yeah, of course I did. Ah, good man. You asked me earlier if I needed a glass of water. Clearly yeah. not. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, flowing. The, the, uh, the fluids are uh, flowing. I got mine right here. What I was going to say before the saliva just decided to make a big exodus um, was uh, I actually am very uh, excited for the new Lego announcement. So that they did you see this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. You. okay. This is surprising to me because when you were a kid, you love Lego. Like, yes, Russ. Lego is really fun, and it's not limited to being a kid nor to enjoy. You can be a grown-ass man and enjoy Lego. I have no problems with Legos. Good. Maybe I'm I've glad just, to hear you say that. Maybe I've just stepped on too many of them, <laughs> I don't know. Ever. I'm just saying, like, I'm... I don't. I'm past the Lego thing. Like I didn't really pick it up when it was in Forza past either. The Lego thing. What is like, this nonsense? I'm not really. A Lego guy. What? I know that's not even <laughs> true. You love yourself some Lego. I have. Maybe that was a point in my life when I thought everything in Lego was really cool. And like all the models and stuff, I was like, man, that's really impressive. Like, wow, that's $250 of a bunch of plastic that you can connect. Hey. You know, and <laughs> don't be, don't be raining on Lego. Lego is where it's at. Like, I think it's impressive. But that's about it, right? Especially with the Star Wars license, I have been particularly impressed with how they have made. I mean, I've gotten the uh, the X Wing fighter, which looks terrific. Sure. And what's cool too is that, like you know, Lego has um, they have these different tiers, right? So like they have tiers that are more for like say eight to twelve year old yeah, kids. But, yeah. But then they have these other ones that are like sixteen plus, where like sure. it's much more detailed. And like the Death Star and, and Spider-Man. Sure, Steve. <laughs> sure. But but what I'm saying is that the vehicles that they've come out with, I've really loved. I mean, I also had the B-Wing, uh-huh. um, which was also super cool. And honestly, I haven't had a chance to really buy all the different Lego uh, Star Wars ships that I would like to. I mean, they, oh, they have like... I thought you said something else. They have like a Star Destroyer or maybe I think even a Super Star Destroyer that, that are... yeah. Right. So big and so epic. Where are you going to put it? Oh, I'll find a place. Don't I can't find any places. Me, Steve. I'll find a place. I have no places to put any of that stuff, Russ. Ah, whatever. I have no place. If, if I was to get a model, like your Joker model, you could see on the show, unboxing. It's that's not a model. A, that's a statue. Okay, what I'm saying. Okay, statue. <laughs> whatever. I would I would look for a place to put that more mm. than find a place to go. I have to m- display this Lego widget somewhere <laughs> in my house. Like I'm not. Uh, I can appreciate what they're doing, and I do. As I just, well, you I should. I just don't. 
I just, yeah, I just don't want it really in my house. Russ, I just, uh, and I don't really find it interesting to, to play like a Lego dude in a game or even drive it out of the car. Like in the, in the case of Ford, I, I'm just, it, what if sorry, they made Russ. a, what if they made a real car out of Lego, Steve? I would not be interested. What? I okay. I may, okay. I may go and see it and be like, wow. And then I go, <laughs> what else you got? You know? And that would be it. it I'm, so, I'm sorry. What if they made I, a combustible I, engine out of Legos and again, it worked? Again, hey, they'd be able to replace a lot of parts because it'd be like, oh, yeah, this got dented. Here's a non-dented one. Can you imagine going into like a mechanic and they're like sifting through all these Lego pieces? Or, uh, 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 Actually, I think they did make like a car that was not maybe internal combustion, but like self-propelled with a whole cool. like Lego stuff. I don't know. But anyway... Let's go back to what I'm talking about. Not my bag, baby. Fair enough. Well, they have BD-1, <laughs> which is the droid from Star Wars. Right. Jedi. Uh, yeah, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, a little buddy. Buddy 1. Buddy 1, that's right. Anyway, it uh, looks great to me. I'm curious to know how large it's going to be. I didn't catch any kind it's of actual measurements. Small, well, or maybe they're going to make it one-to-one -one scale. I mean, it could be like this big, so to speak. You know, uh, I may end up getting it, Steve. And I'm going to bring it over to your house. Put it, put it together? We could. Nah. The vacuum might suck up a couple pieces. Hey, well, if don't run the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. I think I will bring it over. Yeah, and that don't way run. You will rediscover your love of Lego. <laughs> don't vacuum in this area. <laughs> right here. Speaking of... Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. So one of the biggest highlights for me, I'm sure it was for you as well, is that they had the announcement of the sequel, which is Star Wars Survivor. I yes. That's what they're calling right. it. Survivor. Much easier to remember. I, I, you know, the Jedi Fallen Order title was one that was a little kind of hard to just know, roll off the tongue or whatever. If you, But if you recall, Steve... Um, that, the original uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, that was your number one pick for game of the year back in 2019. Mm -hmm. It sure was. It was. Boss fights weren't that great, Russ. Yeah, they were. Oh, what are you talking oh, no, about? No, no, okay, no. Uh, so, yeah, they were fun, but they were either like fun or they were extraordinarily frustrating. Like, I remember like fighting the- The, the force was not strong, apparently. I remember like the, like the Darth Vader fight was like, oh, oh my- Freaking good oh, grief. That that was like, that was one for the books. Like you want to talk about like memorable moments, like that will always be remembered in gaming as like one of like the biggest moments that caught everybody by surprise. And like everybody had their collective buttholes pucker. <laughs> um, but like the third sister, I think was like a terrible boss fight. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't a terrible boss fight. It was just, it, you had to be really good. You had to Maybe get good, Steve. Good. I don't know. I just remember like certain it was boss tough. fights, like they were really cool. And then, but I remember like there was boss fights where like the, the, the software or something wasn't like, I would know how to use my abilities and I'd go, okay, I'm going to hit a couple buttons here, square and uh, you know, whatever. And then he just wouldn't do it because of whatever random reason, like someone would throw something at me and then I would try and like either knock it down or, or, um, force it something I ever got. But then because whatever, however it was programmed, 
I couldn't do it, but I could use my abilities in other parts of the game to rip stuff off the wall and do this other stuff. So it was like, okay, it works everywhere in the environment except in this boss fight. And I thought, frustrating. Did you ever get an Xbox One X or did you always have the OG Xbox One? I think I played it on PlayStation. Oh, I think because PS4. Yeah, because uh, I remember the PS4 had was able to do the HDR, mm. and my the Xbox was not. Gotcha. So I remember I think I just did it on PS4. Makes sense. Mm. Are you excited for the sequel? I am, Russ. Yeah, I I think I had it pegged. That was like my number three favorite game of 2019. I had another game for number one, but yeah, you had it as your number one for 2019, and um. My goodness, like I, I'm, I'm super pumped. I cannot wait because I felt as though like the, the first game that we got, it was like Respawn Entertainment was, was like they knew they wanted to do a Star Wars game. They had to pitch EA and let's say, hey, this is what we want to do. You know, just trust us. Let us, let us do what we can, what we want to do. But I think they probably were acting on somewhat of a limited budget back then because once again, it was unproven. The game was a hit. Star Wars fans love the game. So now the sequel's coming out you know they have more budget, they have more runway to work with, that sort of thing. And I remember one of my takeaways from the first film was, or film, well, it almost could be a film. In fact, I think that was one of the comments I made back then was like how this could easily be a movie. But in terms of the game, um, there was... Like, like one of the, the critiques I had was that, that by the time <laughs> you finally started to really bond with your crew, yeah, that was when the game came to an end. Right. And I wanted there to be like another like 20 hours worth of game just to really enjoy having that camaraderie, having that bonding with your crew, that sort of thing. Um, but other than that, I mean, like in terms of feeling like a Jedi, of building your lightsaber, of visiting these other types of plants, once again... They took that that calculated risk of going to certain places that are recognizable and known within Star Wars, but also going to these newer planets. It really felt like we were just immersed in the Star Wars ecosystem, and that 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 was something that was, and even like super cool. The cut sequences really felt yes. cinematic. So they they, they become widescreen, but like the sound effects that they would use and the lighting and everything, and like it really felt like whenever that happened was a treat. It's very true. It's very true. Uh, moving on from that. Mm. Um, so they had an announcement there for what they call uh, Skeleton Crew, I believe. Right. And it stars Jude Law, mm-hmm. which I think that's a wonderful addition to the Star Wars universe. I think I'm, I know for me, I'm very particular and picky about who can join the Star Wars uh, cast, so to speak, or extended cast and who can't simply because that's also part of the recipe of Star Wars, right? Sure. Having Tom Cruise in yeah. Star Wars doesn't work. And that's nothing against Tom Cruise. It's just that Star Wars, you need, there's just a certain type of criteria yeah. that no they Pamela need to Anderson was in Star Wars. No, 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 probably not new, no. but Jude law. I mean, honestly, Jude law, I look at Jude. I'm like, yeah, he could make it. He could totally make it in Star sure. Wars. He'd be a great Star Wars character. And I hope that they, they do his character justice. <laughs> I hope that, we're able to really, um, I don't know, like like just be instantly impressed by by what comes of it. But the story itself, as I understand it, is there's a, this group of kids, like ten year olds or something. Somehow they get lost and they're trying to find their way home or something like that within the galaxy of Star Wars. Has kind of like that Goonies um, 
kind of setup, if you will. Um, and the way that they were talking about it was that it wasn't a kid show. That's how I, I, I thought of it, though. Like, there wasn't going to be a kid show, but like, okay, we're going to follow a bunch of 10-year-olds. Like, how can it not be... How can you as an adult, as a 35, 40, 50-year-old, yeah. watch a show where a bunch of 10-year-olds are trying to make their way off a planet or get to where they're getting. And maybe Jude Law is like the guide or something. But yeah. even so, when most of your cast are kids, yeah. how can it not be a kid show? Yeah, and I wondered that as well. My hope is, is that they find a perfect balance between making it so that kids who are 10 years old would just like, it'd be wonderful. It was like an ET, right? Like sure. we're like kids just totally get immersed into the, the show and you know, there's danger lurking, like real danger, not like, you know, Oh, you're supposed to be scared at this thing. <laughs> and then you make it out alive. Like I, I want there to be a real element of danger in there, but also for the adults too, to be able to, um, I don't know, like maybe cause, us to evoke certain types of responses, maybe as parents or whatnot. Anyway, I'm going to keep a positive outlook on that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how it all comes together. My hope is, is that it is good. I just, I hope it's not going to be something that is forgettable or whatever. Mm. Peaked my interest at the very least. Pivoting from that over to Mandalorian season three. Mm, looking forward to it. Probably something we're going to talk very, I don't know, much or less about because I, it's almost like enough said. Mandalorian three, yeah, you don't need to say I a, mean, whole lot. a whole lot. Like, I mean, that's that's something we're both going to be crazy looking forward to watching, and, and expectations are high, but because of the success of season one and season two being so fantastic. I'm thinking season that's two gonna... was like, dare I say even better than season one. Like it's that very, very rare, like Lord of the Rings thing that we talked about. where like two towers was just as good as fellowship of the ring. If not even better, like wow. how is that even possible? Same thing with like the original star Wars where empire strikes back in my view is even better than the first film. I mean like that kind of thing is such a rarity. We have John Favreau still at the helm. Mm. Awesome. We're just going to see where it goes. Johnny Favs. Exactly. Really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be good, Rosa. Mm-hmm. You know, another good sequel Top Gun. Yeah, but we're not talking about Top Gun. Yeah, I know, but you mentioned some of the other like fantastic sequels, Rosa. I had to throw it in there, mm. especially because we just talked about it recently. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the trailer for Willow 2? No. Did you ever see the original Willow movie? No, I did not. And you should check that out. Oh, okay. That original movie came out back in like the early 80s, I want to say. And that's that was one of the, the very few fantasy movies of its time that oh, actually, yeah? it, you know, it was pretty fun. Like you, oh. you're a big Lord of the Rings guy. You should give it a... Val Kilmer is in uh, the original Willow movie. Hmm. And again, it's okay. It's just, it's one of those like, you know, nostalgic classic eighties fantasy type stuff. There's some, you know, eighties cheese and stuff in there, but at the same time, fun movie. It's, it it is like, if you, if you like fantasy, um, it's a lot of fun. 
and um, you know the, the 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 lead, so to speak. He was in Return of the Jedi. He he was basically kind of like the lead Ewok. So like they had the same actor uh, play the, the War, Warwick, basically. And so I was very excited to see finally a sequel get made. I'm very curious to see, especially with today's technology and special effects, like what they're able to do. And again, it's just a trot down kind of like that fantasy genre. So yeah, very uh, curious about that. One. Check that one out. And, and I think that comes out on Disney Plus. I'm sure it will definitely come out on Disney Plus. Right? Yes, indeed. What you got the Bad Batch too. You do. What do you think of that? I'm looking forward to that one. I didn't see any kids that they had. Uh... Did you finish season one? No. Okay. I didn't. I said it. I said to everybody I would, and I didn't. How dare you? Too much entertainment, Russ. Too many games. Too many movies. Too many shows. <laughs> Only too so many much time. Elden Ring you know boss fights soaking up the available time. I right. Understand. Yeah. I I I still want. I still do want to finish it. Honestly, I I well, like well, that's good. Steve. I liked the main character. I thought he was great. I liked the the whole concept. I liked the I thought they did a great job with the show, except for the New Zealander kid who is now part of the galactic crowd. I don't know. It just didn't really flow with me. But I, I wanted to finish it. Yeah. I did like the rest of the cast. The good news is you still can, Steve. Yes, it's still viewable and watchable on Disney Plus. Looks like. Uh, no spoiler alert because we've seen the trailer mm. that the entire crew does survive because they're all there. They, they are indeed, Steve. Yeah. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. There was another announcement at Star Wars, which was kind of surprising to me, mm-hmm. but I guess they, they felt it was appropriate because it's Lucasfilm, but they made an announcement f- with Indiana Jones 5. Right. And all I saw was just a still image. They, they released That's the only promo they had. Okay. Yeah. But the one they had, John, didn't... John Williams come out, though, and he was playing some music. And then Mr. Uh, Ford Harrison uh, walked up and said a congratulatory 90 or 91st birthday to... Uh, 90th. 90th. Turned to 90 years 90. old. Still making music. Badass. Incredible. And did you watch that? And I watched the whole... I, wa- I watched the sequences, but I watched the whole like music. Did play. you see the, the moment where Harrison Ford was shaking yeah. hands with John Williams? Yeah. That was pretty heartfelt. It was. Yeah. I yeah. really liked that. It, it was great. I, I Yeah. That, that was so cool. Um, and it made me think about how I was actually... Um, I went to a concert with John Williams conducting it back when he turned 70. Yeah. And that was down to LA. And... Um, it was really, really fun because they had planned to have the orchestra play the happy birthday song. And then the whole audience got to sing happy birthday to John Williams. I thought, man, what a treat. That, that was, cool. that yeah. was so, that was, I'll, I'll never forget that. That was super, super cool. Well, um, let me, let me look at my list real There's quick. A, you're missing see. one, Russ. I think, you're, uh, what about the one, um, sorry, I'm knocking on the table here. Russ. I, okay, I'm a very rough kind of guy. Oh, you're not. Um, what's the one with the uh, the chick? The uh, with the uh, she's a Jedi. She's in the Mandalorian. She's uh, she got the headdress thing kind of going on there. Hmm. What was her name? That was that was another one. They're making a movie about her. She's hmm. a Jedi. She um, you know she was helping Grogu get to. Skywalker, you know what I'm talking about? I forgot what the name was called. What is her name? <laughs> uh, if I could just reach my phone over there, I can get I'm MDibit and find out. But uh, uh, what show were you talking about? Uh, yeah, you know, if I was better at names 
and my brain served me as well as I serve it, Russ, yeah, I would have just said the name of the show. But um, are you talking about Ahsoka? I think that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> are you excited for that? I am kind of excited for it, Russ. Really? Yes. Well, that's good to mention the actor. Just ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. I thought that they, the show was animated. Like it's like a CG animated film. Are you? Did you see something? Maybe I saw something. Rosario mean, I, Dawson. I yeah, with Rosario Dawson. I don't know. I I, 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 I saw sorry, some sort of announcement, and I was looking at everything on my phone. I'm like, no, I'm gonna watch this on. Uh, on, on YouTube, like on my TV and I played it and I thought, man, it kind of looks fan made. But then again, like I, I was seeing like they're making a show. And so I thought, okay, well making a show, I'll watch it. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Could have been a mistake. Yeah. I think, but I think it was, I think it's an animated, um, series that, that they're putting together. And I, you know, they have, um, this other woman who is the voice for, for her, for Ahsoka in the, um, the animated series. Yeah. I don't recall seeing like a live action. I mean, I know that there's talk of them possibly doing like a spinoff where like mm. Rosario Dawson gets to have her own kind of like standalone show, but I didn't see like a trailer or anything for that. Did you? I saw, I watched something last night, Russ. What I, it the was heck did you late at night, but I watched it. I'll have to send it to you. I don't want to tell you, I don't want you to take up time to go. I'm sure people want to, Cause that's a big deal. Like, like yeah. if I miss that, like I'm, I'm going down my list right here and I'm not seeing anything. Hmm. I'm just going to reach over and get my phone. Right I think you're talking about the animated version. Cause I'm not seeing anything on the Rosario Dawson. Cause I, I would be no. oh, all over that. If that was the case. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I think it's the... Oh, yeah? But, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll eat my own words. Maybe maybe I totally missed out on this, mm. which is, in fact, the case. Then uh, I definitely want to check it out. I want to see it. I'll put this away now. Mm. Well, that wraps up that episode also known as this episode of Joygasm. <laughs> this wraps up this, that, or the other. It wraps uh, up something into yeah, a nice Christmas present the bow. Whatever you're seeing right now. Regardless, thank you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it continues to financially helping us doing Joygasm. Also, make sure you press that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss out on a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, you can do a search for at Joygasm TV on your social media platform of choice. We're on just about all of them. Definitely encourage you to become a member of the kind of more behind the scenes kind of stuff. We post things here and there from time to time. Mm. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, which is, uh, if you're watching and tuning in at this point in time, it's Elden Ring pretty much all the time. Cussing up a storm every time we die 50 times in a row. Yep. That's me. The swear jar is <laughs> overflowing with <Blink>. dollar bills. <laughs> 
We'll catch you again next week when hopefully we'll be able to see what the latest uh, Xbox press briefing has in store for us. So give it to me. We'll see you then.